Hey everybody, this is Gene Marks and welcome to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. Happy to be here and also happy to have my very special guest, Thad Inge, who's the Senior Manager for Government Relations. Thad and I are gonna talk about everything you need to know about all the changes in the stimulus programs that just went through. I wanna make sure that you're aware. We're gonna try and cut to the chase, make sure we get the facts out to you. And also we're gonna assume that you know nothing about the stimulus program so we can really summarize them quickly for you and then let you know where they stand as of now. So all things that you need to know about government stimulus. All right, so let's get to work. Thad, first of all, thank you for joining me again. We always have great conversations, don't we? Yep, thanks for having me, Gene. It's always fun. It is always fun and it's always full of facts and and information. So let's get to the facts and the information. So new stimulus bill just passed. This is now, it's a grand total of $5 trillion in stimulus when you add the original CARES Act, the trillion dollars that passed at the end of the year. And then this one was about $1.9 trillion. There's a whole bunch of things in here for individuals, unemployment, you know, stimulus checks. But Thad, you and I are going to focus on what small business owners need to know. And if you're listening to this, here's what you can expect. We're going to give you updates on the Paycheck Protection Program, on the uh, grants under the Economic Injury Disaster Loans. We want to give you updates about the Employee Retention Tax Credit, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Um, There's a COBRA tax credit you're going to need to know about. And then there's two huge grant programs now, one for people in the arts industry and one for people that are in the restaurant industry that you absolutely need to know about. So that's what we're all going to be covering. So let's get to it. So, Thad, I'm going to start with you. Paycheck Protection Program, first of all, just give us all, insult our intelligence, give us a recap of what the PPP is and tell us what what changed in this last round of stimulus. Yeah, so uh, Paycheck Protection Program is the forgivable loan program that SBA rolled out initially that was in the CARES Act that allowed folks to get a forgivable loan uh, for the wages that they were paying. And then the bill that passed in December, the uh, stimulus bill just before the end of the year, allowed for a second round. And so folks could go back and get a second round of funding if they had a 25% uh, revenue um, reduction, uh, 2020 over 2019. And so um, that got a lot of funding, $284 billion at the end of the year. And so there wasn't as much uh, in this bill, although it did provide some additional funding, about uh, $7.5 billion extra. And uh, some of that's for technology, some of it's just authorization. And then on the regulatory side, on the agency side, uh, they've been making a few changes as well, just in terms of the application process, how much money folks get, and sort of who's prioritized for these loans. That sounds great. And, you know, not necessarily part of this bill. It was more of a White House action a few weeks ago. But listen, let's all roll it into one. The White House and the uh, SBA are trying to make it easier for you know, sole proprietors, Schedule C filers, self-employed people that don't have employees to um, apply for PPP. Can you can you give us some information on that? Yeah. So they the first thing they did was they said for two weeks, uh, which is is going on right now, uh, that only businesses with fewer than twenty employees could apply. Um, so it allowed um, those businesses to make sure they were you know getting priority from the lenders because for that two week period they're the only ones that can apply. And then on top of that, if you're a Schedule C filer, so uh, self-employed, sole proprietor, then one change is they're allowing you to use your gross amount to calculate uh, the loan amount now, as opposed to the net. Uh, So it's line seven on your uh, Schedule C as opposed to line 31. 
Uh, so it just allows that loan to be a, a little larger. Yeah, that's exactly right. And even though the window, boy, maybe when people are hearing about this, because it was only a two-week window, has closed. As you and I are talking right now, I mean, there, there's still about half of the PPP money available. And just so you know, this program closes. I mean, it, it expires on March 31st. They, they did not extend it as of yet. Uh, so there's plenty of money, I think, there's out there for Schedule C filers. And I guess the takeaway that is that, you know, if you're an independent contractor, this seems like a real uh, real viable thing for you now because you can include gross income instead of net income um, as far as your loan calculation. Exactly. I mean, uh, there had been a lot of complaints that folks said, well, on paper, you know, it doesn't look like I, I made as much money because I had all these expenses. And so it allows folks to, you know, um, take that into account. Got it. Okay. Let's move to economic injury disaster loans. Uh, that program is issued directly from the Small Business Administration, SBA.gov. The EIDL loan program is very much alive and just got a bunch more funding, uh, particularly for advances, right, Dad? Yep. So they um, got $15 billion more in this uh, latest bill, and uh, they had gotten a big chunk of money at the end of December as well. And uh, that has been rolled out uh, a little more slowly than the PPP. Uh, just in terms of uh, reopening it back up and standing it back up. Um, but it is available and you can get these um, idle advances, which are up to $10,000. And then uh, there's also the, the standard idle loan, which is a, a, a long-term low interest loan that can be used for operations, you know, a variety of, a variety of purposes. Correct. And these advances, by the way, guys, are they're, they're really directed at businesses that are in uh, low to moderate income communities. Uh, which is basically if your business is located in an area where the average income is anywhere from 50 to 80% compared to surrounding communities, you're probably in a low to moderate income area. And this is like really being targeted to you, especially if you have less than 300 employees and you've suffered what they call an economic loss, which is gross receipts have declined 30% during a period this year compared to a comparable period last year. So the takeaway there, that is that there's more money for grants through the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, particularly if you're a business in a low to moderate income area. Did I forget anything there? Nope, I think that's right. The advances are forgivable, so they're essentially grants, the $10,000, and then the larger loans, um, you know, you have to pay back. Correct. And just so you guys remember, for these Economic Injury Disaster Loans, which Thad said, they're, they're long-term loans, 30-year maturity. I mean, you know, like a $100,000 loan, you're paying like 400 bucks a month. It's pretty good. You just need to be in a disaster area. And the whole country has been declared a disaster area because of COVID. So, you know, to get these grants, though, you do have to show more that you've been substantially uh, impacted. The grants are not taxable either. And you can get these grants even if you have a paycheck protection loan. So that's great stuff. Okay, Thad, let's move on to the next. We've talked about changes to PPP. We've talked about changes to these uh, to more grants under the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. Next is taxes, uh, the Employee Retention Tax Credit. Can you explain to us what that is and what's changed with this new stimulus bill? Yep. So that's been a big topic uh, here at Paychex because uh, the stimulus bill that passed in December um, said that folks could get the ERTC tax credit and a PPP loan. Uh, which was not allowed um, under the CARES Act. And um, it's essentially a tax credit for keeping employees on the payroll. And so the details get a, 
a little complicated between yeah. looking at 2020 and 2021, but for folks that had a PPP loan in 2020, and so they did not, you know, back then apply for the ERTC, can now go back and retroactively apply for it if they're eligible and get up to 50% tax credit up to $10,000 on their employees. And eligibility is based on either revenue loss or if your business had to close because of a, a government you know, shutdown. So restaurants, hair salons, dentists, anyone like that that had to close their business is eligible to go back and claim this credit. And so for the, for the bill that just passed, it extended it for the third and fourth quarter of 2021. Um, it had already been extended through the second quarter. And so it adds for the remainder of 2021, these credits uh, will be available. Yeah, it's a potentially giant credit. Um, and like you said, you know, that it is, it's 50% if you're, you're trying to calculate it for last year. Um, it went up to 70% for, for 2021, but it's capped at 10,000 of salary. In other words, it's 7,000 per employee per yep. quarter. And all you need to do is be sure that you had, um, were, were shut down by the government for like one day during the quarter, and then you're, you're in that kind of a shape. So it's a good, it's a real good thing. I know that paychecks, that, you, know, you know, not to give a commercial for paychecks here, but I know they've recently announced services around these employee retention tax credits. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, you've got employees, you had a revenue loss or, or you were shut down. Anytime in 2020 or now 2021, talk to your paychecks representative because the calculation can get kind of complicated, but it could be big money back, right, Dad? Yep, for sure. And a big part of that calculation is to be looking at your PPP you can't claim the same funds, the same right. wages. And so it's figuring out, all right, what wages do I apply PPP to? What wages do I apply the ERTC to? Um, but it's a, a big opportunity. Yeah, it's a payroll tax credit. And you know, and by the way, if your, your credit calculation is higher than um, what payroll taxes you owe during the quarter, you get the money back in cash. It's a refundable credit, so it's really a good deal. Talking about credits then, let's move on to the next big credit which is related to the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. So Thad, can you explain to us what that, what that is and the credit that's involved? Yeah, so the Families First Act was one of the first COVID bills that passed that was actually before, even before the CARES Act. And it had a lot of paid leave provisions uh, and mandates where uh, paid leave was required around COVID and then there were tax credits to help businesses pay for that paid leave. Right. Um, and after the December stimulus bill, they extended some of those tax credits, but they took away the mandate. And so, you know, if, if you had an employee uh, get COVID, um, you were no longer mandated to pay them during their leave, but uh, you could still qualify for the tax credit if you chose to. And that has been extended even more. It was through March 31st. Um, now it's been extended. I, I think it's till the end of June. And it's also bumped up a little bit. So it it was a, a cap on $10,000 and it's gone up to $12,000. Um, and so those, you know, if, if folks have employees that are having to take paid leave or, or that are taking it, uh, you can get uh, reimbursed through those tax credits. Yeah, that's, that is exactly right. And this is a tax credit that's separate from the employee uh, retention tax credit as well. You're not required to provide this paid leave anymore. It's for any employee that was impacted by uh, COVID. But at the same time, a lot of, you know, that's even if they have kids still, you know, learning from home, but you can get a tax credit if you're going to continue to pay them. So it's not required, but it's, you know, if, if you are going to do that, it is a credit. 
In fact, I have that it's actually extended through September, I think is what it is. Okay, that, that check, sounds right. Yep. Yeah, check again, check with your paychecks rep or your accountant or your attorney just to make sure. But uh, Thad, you're absolutely right. It has been extended. So that's another big benefit. Now, you had mentioned before, which I'm actually not that up to speed on, and I'd like to, is the this COBRA tax credit. So first of all, can you explain what, what we mean by COBRA and also what this you know tax credit that's included in this new stimulus bill? Yeah, so COBRA is the, the law that gives employees the opportunity to stay on their employer's health insurance for a number of months um, if they've been uh, terminated or, or let go. Right. Um, and normally the employee has to pay 100% out of pocket. So, you know, if, if an employer lets someone go, they're not responsible to continue paying for their health care. Um, but if there is a, a group plan, an employer plan, the employee for a number of months can pay out of pocket. And under the stimulus bill in 2009 was the first time they did this. They did a, a government subsidy because so many people were being laid off that the government subsidized folks staying on these um, on their health care plans. And that is part of this bill that has just passed. And it's actually 100 uh, percent subsidy. They had initially had it at 85 percent when it when it got out of the House and then the Senate um, bumped it up to 100 percent. And so. If an employer does have employees that have been laid off, the employee has the option to stay on the plan. Where it gets a little complicated is how that's actually paid for, and it's going to be a, a tax credit to the employer. And so the employer will, will get those funds and pay the premiums, the COBRA premiums for the employee. And so if you have folks that are laid off or, or leaving as a result of COVID, uh, they will be able to qualify for this 100% subsidy, and it will there will be a role for the employer to help facilitate that. Got it. All right, that's great stuff. All right, now we've talked about PPP programs, so changes to that. We've talked about uh, grants uh, and new grants that are available, particularly for low to moderate, you know, located income businesses. Uh, we've also talked about some tax credits that are out there, uh, specifically the employee retention tax credit, families first. Uh, coronavirus response act tax credit these are all been extended um, as well as this uh you know cobra tax credit so if you have employees that you lay off or that leave and they're still paying cobra they can get subsidized um, and the employers are involved in that process as well so that's also a good thing um, now let's talk about uh, two giant grant programs uh that 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 we should know at the first uh, came about in the last stimulus from december um, although not you know the application is still not ready yet it's the Shuttered Venue Operator Grant Program. Tell us what you know about that and what's, what's changed with this new stimulus. Yeah, so that was a $15 billion program, and it was really aimed at venues that have taken a hard hit uh, because of, of COVID-19. So theaters, uh, live outdoor music venues, uh, museums, um, uh, businesses that really rely on ticket sales to, um, to drive revenue. And so the idea was to have this grant program that would be based on revenue loss. Um, and it's up to, up to $10 million uh, per business um, to allow them to, um, uh, to recoup and, and, and stay afloat. Uh, the frustration for a lot, of, a lot of these businesses has been the wait. So this past end of December, they have come out with FAQs, guidance, um, a lot of information on, on what businesses need to do to uh, get prepared to get this grant, uh, but the actual application is still not out. And so a lot of businesses have been hanging tight, waiting for this to come out. 
holding off on PPP um, because this is a, a, a bigger program and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll come very soon. Uh, they've made a few changes in this last bill to try to provide a little more flexibility since the deadline is approaching for PPP. Um, so there's a, some additional, there's an additional, I think it's 1.25 billion for this program. And then some language, we're still kind of assessing the impact, but it looks like you might be able to apply for PPP. And then if you end up getting both, uh, you would just subtract that amount from your shuttered venue uh, grant. Um, but we're still kind of looking out how that plays out exactly. Fair enough. But the program as well, and just listen, if you're in, if you're in the arts industry, and, and I got to read this out, you're a live venue operator promoter, you're a theatrical producer, you're a live performing arts organization, you are a uh, museum operator, a motion picture theater owner or operator, even a talent representative. Um, you just have to show that your revenues have gone down 25% in the most recent year compared to last year. Um, and if you have less than 50 employees, you can get up to a $10 million grant. I mean, this is like a huge program. And this is different from PPP, right? That I mean, this is not a loan. This is actual grant money that's being given out. Yep. And I think that might be one of the reasons it's taken longer for them to stand it up because they really have a lot of controls that a, a typical grant would have. Um, but yeah, no need to pay it back once you have it. Uh, and there's some restrictions on what you use it on. It needs to be wages, operating expenses, uh, rent, uh, that kind of thing. Got it. Yep. So if you're in there in that business and you're looking for that money, again, you got to keep checking SBA.gov because that's that's where you're going to go to fill out that grant application. And the last thing that we'll talk about now that is and the last biggest thing affecting businesses has to do with restaurants. This is giant as well. It's the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, another grant program just like the one for the arts industry, except this is for the restaurants industry. So Thad, tell us what you know about that. Yeah, so the Restaurant Revitalization Fund is really the, the one big new program uh, that came out of this latest stimulus bill. Right. And as you know, restaurants have obviously been among the hardest hit uh, from the pandemic and have been pushing since day one to, to really get a stimulus program that focuses on them. Uh, PPP was kind of a catch-all, understandably that, you know, it's not just restaurants, there's hair salons and gyms and all kinds of folks. And so they decided to, to do, go for a more general program. And then the last round of PPP in December, they said, we will allow restaurants to get a little more, but this is the first program that's really targeted just at restaurants and also you know, food trucks and, and others in that line of business. And it's gonna be a grant program where you look at your 2020 revenues, you look at your 2019, and you can pretty much get a grant up to $10 million uh, for that revenue loss, for the amount that, that you went down. And you're not prevented from also getting a PPP loan, although that does impact a little bit in terms of how much you get if you did get a PPP loan. But this is brand new. They'll be rolling this out. Hopefully the, the rollout won't take too long. And it's $25 billion that are earmarked for restaurants. Yeah, it's. I think it's absolutely enormous. Um, and it is badly needed by this this industry. It is, and I have kind of mixed feelings about it too at that because I, I walk around, I see, you know, we are in recovery now. So these, a lot of the restaurants that are still around are now getting back to business. I mean, this money could have really been used last year, yeah. not now, you know, but it is a transition period while these, you know, restaurants are trying to get back to normal and they need all the help they can get. And it is a grant. And think about that. I mean, geez, you know, you take your 2020 revenue and you compare it to your 2019 revenue and basically like whatever the difference is, 
you can potentially be eligible for a grant for that amount up to 10 million bucks. I mean, that is, yep. that's huge. You know, that is huge. All right. Well, that's great. So that, let me, first of all, recap, and then I'm going to ask if you have anything left to add, but guys, you know, again, this new stimulus, which may be the last one, let's hope it's the last one. I mean, that, that it's not a need because we're, we're, we're heading into such a strong recovery, but paycheck protection program. So more money has been added to it. Uh, there are looser rules if you're a sole proprietor or a self-employed individual to, to get that money as well. So, um, you know, that, that is still there, but it is expiring at the end of March. So you've got to act fast. Um, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, more money has been funded into that, but not just for loans, but for um, grants to be given out to businesses located in low to moderate income areas uh, that are less than 20 employees. And then it, it ramps up a little bit after that, but these are up to $10,000 grants that you can get for your business. So that's another thing you wanna check on the SBA's website about. There were two tax credits that were extended. The Employee Retention Tax Credit, uh, which is a credit for you keeping your employees on payroll, even if you've been shut down or partially shut down or suffered a revenue loss, you can get a big tax credit for doing that. It's been extended through the end of the year. Uh, and in addition to that, the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act, uh, tax, uh, Response Act tax credit, if you continue to pay your employees uh, even while they're at home because they've been affected by COVID, you can get a tax credit for that. That has been extended. And then also this COBRA tax credit, if you had to lay employees off and they're, they're paying for their health insurance, there's, there's a, a credit available for you as the employer to help them fund uh, those payments, which is also um, really, really big and, and helpful stuff. Uh, in addition, there are two now, one new one, one existing one, but two big grant programs available. If you're in the arts business, it's called the Shuttered Venue Operators Program, grants of up to $10 million for you. You want to apply on the SBA's website. The application is not available yet, but should hopefully be there imminently. And if you're in the restaurant industry, it is the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, another incredible grant program for you to apply that makes up for any loss of revenues from one year to the other. Uh, and by the way, the, the I just, I'm going to read off this list here at that as well. When I talk about the restaurant industry, these are restaurants and bars, food stands, food trucks, food carts, caterers, saloons, inns, tavers, lounges, brew pubs, tap rooms, uh, you know, basically anybody that's serving food or alcohol, you know, you, you might be eligible for this. And I think that's a really, that's a really great thing. Thad, it's a lot of information in just 20 minutes or so. Anything else that we're forgetting here? I don't think so. I, I think the one reason this can get complicated is around eligibility. And businesses right. are asking themselves, am I eligible? And I would just say it can be you know, a complicated process, but I wouldn't assume that you're not eligible um, because like you said on ERTC, you know, if you've been shut down for one day, you could qualify. So I wouldn't assume you're not eligible, but I would take a hard look. I would talk to your CPA and see you know, what actually fits for your business. That is a great comment. And that might be something I write about in the future because you're right. In the end, these are all great programs, but people don't know if they're able to get the money or not. So uh, that's great. Thad Inge, thank you uh, so much for joining us. Uh, great information as usual. Guys, Thad is the Senior Manager for Government Relations at Paychex, one of many future appearances he'll be making here on this podcast as we discuss ongoing governmental regulations and actions that are going to be impacting your business. You've been listening to the Paychex Business Series podcast. My name is Gene Marks. If you need any more help in running your business or advice for your business, visit us at paychex.com 
It's paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Again, my name is Gene Marks. Hope this information is helpful and we will see you in the future. Take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.